Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Welcome to Elijah Streams. This is Steve Schultz. It is Tuesday, October 17, 2023. Um, welcome to the broadcast. We are in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. And then, of course, we've added prophets and patriots as one of our episodes that we often do. So that's uh, uh, today we're going to bring on in just a few moments, Kurt Landry from Kurt Landry Ministries. He's a rap. We, we call him rabbi or he his title is Rabbi Kurt Landry. He is. Um, I'll let him talk about that, the rabbi-ness of it. I think I think I asked him about that before and he had an explanation of the difference and what's a rabbi versus the other. So that'll be fun to ask him that real quick. Uh, just really a couple quick announcements before we bring on Kurt. Uh, Tim Sheets will be with us tomorrow, so you don't want to miss that. He's always, you know, when when Tim Sheets speaks, Dutch is the same way his brother. I uh, always know they have the pulse of really the heart of the Lord, so you don't want to miss Tim. So it'll be with us. Uh, come and uh, see that tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock Pacific. Uh, all right, we just a quick uh, reminder of the of the beautiful wells that you are helping us drill and uh, provide fresh water. Uh, the, the the official count was about, I think, I always get the number wrong, but around 180 wells, very, very, very close to that. So uh, without further delay, let's go ahead and run one of those spots for you. We want to share with you what your donations are doing. This is Florence's story. Initially, the leader of the village wanted a water source because he saw the need in the community. And when he reached out to us, she was one of the places that we visited her area and when we checked the place, there was no water that you could be able to drill a water source, a water well. And so she believed that the water well will be in this area. But with the surveyors, after checking everything, like there was no way. And she said, no, that water well is going to be in this place. So she took a step of faith and she was listening to a pastor. And as the pastor was sharing, he mentioned something and said, if there is something that the enemy has taken away from you, it is a point to claim it back. And so she decided to hold the dirt from the ground and claimed the water well in that exact spot. After the surveyors had moved around the whole village and the Show Mercy team, they definitely came back to the exact same spot. And that is what the Lord does. She took a step of faith and now the community is being blessed by the water well that is in this area. Lives are being changed. A number of people have given their lives to Christ exactly at this spot. She is a living like testimony. The water source is just exactly in the town center and everyone can come and drink from this very source clean safe and also receive jesus isn't that amazing yeah <laughs> so thank you so much together we can continue to bring clean water to those in need donate today at elijahstreams.com donate and i love it when <coughs> excuse me when we can give real true stories of what happened on the ground and then when they're supernatural like that, and she claimed that water well, and I just really honestly believe that God put the water there because he honored her faith and suddenly there's water where there wasn't before. So that was amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for your generosity and providing for these wells. So, all right, time to bring on uh, Rabbi Kurt Landry. So here we go with Kurt. Kurt. 
Kurt Landry, Rabbi Kurt. Hey, you told us once on the air, and I can't remember what it said. What's the difference between, it sounds like a joke, what's the difference between a rabbi and a teacher? That's not a joke. I'm just saying, uh, how how do you, do people call you rabbi and not pastor, or how does that all work out? Oh, my gosh. Well, Steve, first of all, I'm honored and blessed that you would have me on here at this critical time for Israel. But to answer your question, um, uh, you know, there's, there's power in identity. That's good. Okay, your identity. In fact, I, I wrote a book on uh, reclaiming our forgotten heritage. And the whole thrust of the book was the fact that I got saved at 36 years old. Wow. And uh, I was, I was a, in the corporate world and corporately trained in all the behavioral uh, sciences that you would have as a corporate person. And most of those foundations, they're very strong. It's very good, but it operates from a purpose-driven focus in order so that the purpose goes first, and then you put your time, task, and activities to the purpose in order to accomplish the goal of a fulfilled life. Well, when I got radically saved in the bathtub in Seattle, Washington, um, (laughs) when when I got saved in 1989, Uh, what happened to me is my identity got transformed. And so I took all those years of, you know, being successful in the corporate world. And I said, if, if man's way is good, then God's way is better. So I started a deep dive into the Hebraic roots of the faith. And I found out that God names things and name is identity. And so what I tell people to answer your question, I know I'm going to long no, way about no, this it. This is very interesting. But whatever someone, when however you address me is how I'm going to actually answer you. Okay. okay. It's kind of like a toolbox. It's a toolbox. Uh, yes, I am an ordained rabbi. Uh, and the main difference between me and we do have, I have a, it's the same pastor working with me at House of David for 24 years now. And, and he's an excellent teacher. But everything Pastor Tim teaches is going to come from his Pentecostal roots and and that he's brought into 24 years of Hebraic teaching, kind of a one new man, theological, doctrinal expert. And but where but where I come from is I, I am Jewish by blood. I have Jewish DNA and all of my training is through covenant training. And so covenant has to do with identity. Okay. Faith is, is a force. Faith, faith is a substance of things hoped for. And, and I, and I am a man of faith. I, I understand word of faith and decrees and proclamations, but it's from the source of the identity of who are you? It's just like with, with when God revealed himself to Moses, he said, I am that I am. So you just say, just tell them that I am sent you. And so that means this identity. So the identity for me as a rabbi is, uh, is my teaching all has to do with a covenant root that actually validates the faith so that you put more faith in God's covenant than you do your personal faith. And the reason I do that is because God is not a man that he should lie. The battle and everything we're going to talk about on this program today has to do with good and evil. Evil saying that basically the evil's not even, it's bigger than 
than Satan trying to exalt himself. Yes, he is. But what he's doing, his real passion, Satan's passion is to discredit God. Hmm. And so if he kill God's people and remove them from God's covenant land, then that, that accomplishes his goal. So again, identity. So an identity as a rabbi, when someone calls me, I have grandkids and they call me Saba, which is grandfather in uh, Hebrew. Not very many people call me Saba. They receive a Saba interaction when they say Saba. In House of David and you say rabbi, then I'm going to give you that fatherly Hebraic root, it grounded experience of what I'm thinking. If you say pastor, I'm I'm going to pretty much westernize my my communication to because the goal is to communicate what I'm carrying to the audience. So we teach and and preach, you know, we in in every kind of format you can imagine from corporate to all religious groups. Mm. So what I have to do is I take the linguistics of what I'm saying. And kind of like a translator, I, I bring it to the people to a place where I can build a bridge. Uh, we're a bridge ministry. In, in Hebrew, it's a kesher. Our job is to bring the, a bridge to Zion. But the bridge isn't to get them to love Israel, love the Jewish people, and embrace the Jewish people. Yes, but it's really deeper than that. It's to allow them to have an experience of being grafted into their own heavenly father, who is a covenant God who is not a man that he should lie. And so, you know, the, our message for 33 years now has been that the Gentiles are grafted in and we are one new man from the two, thus making peace. That's good. I love it, Kurt. Well, you know, you and I go way back, actually, I don't know, 20, it must be close to 20 years. But, um, you've been out to our place. We did a joint uh, Ligilus tour was before Elijah Streams was around, and uh, I didn't actually make it on that one because I was uh, under it during those years. And so, but you you were the featured speaker, and so you actually it could be said that you led the Elijah List tour that year. So uh, we we, yeah. we do go way back. We run into each other. We were at the prayer breakfast, or we were at the inauguration. I think one of the last times I saw you, we were at the Trump inaugurational breakfast. You know, inaugural breakfast. So. To go way back. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons, you know, when you I wanted to start it with that is that this is um, this is for the next generation. Uh, you have to learn how to evolve in every season that the Lord gives you. Yeah. And and what I what I've observed is that we go through kind of four seasons, just like the four seasons oh, that good. are set by the sun and moon. And so when you're in that time. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a legacy season, okay. And when you're a legacy in a legacy season, then all of your focus, energy, finance, and communication actually goes to uh, leaving a path so that your ceiling can become the next generation's floor. Uh, I, I want to share w- what we did. You know, I talked about my book, and yeah. this isn't, but this book we wrote this with Thomas Nelson. It's reclaiming our forgotten heritage. And it basically tells my story on how I discovered my identity and how to walk in God's covenant. And then um, actually the, uh, uh, the, the minister of defense, Benny Gatz, he's the one that just joined with Netanyahu here recently. He's, he's brilliant. He's been friends. He and I, we, we plant olive trees. We started planting olive trees on military bases wow. years ago. 
but he, he asked me to do this. And th this is quite amazing. So this is reclaiming our forgotten heritage in Hebrew. Love it. And, and you, can, you can see how tough this ministry is because you can see how young and handsome I am. And I am not <laughs> young near as handsome now. This has been a, <laughs> a difficult few years. Of course, this book was, was uh, obviously uh, 20 years ago. No, I'm teasing. It was just a few years ago. But what I'm saying to you, Steve, is that the whole purpose of our ministry in this season is to lay a legacy down. And, and legacy and family and generations are very important to the Lord. Yeah. That's why you scriptures, like in where we're at, where I believe we are prophetically at right now is Malachi 4, where you have the, the hearts of the fathers are being turned to the children and the hearts of the children are being returned to the fathers. But that also says that it comes in the spirit of Elijah, so you guys are included there. Yeah. And uh, uh, but it also says the reason they do that is because they fall in love with the instruction. And and so being a rabbi, uh, I'm not a theologian, but I'm a man of God who loves the instruction. And if you take biblical numerology, names, identity, and you put all of that in the top of the funnel, it gives you a a prophetic look that might be a little different. But that's why we all have to come together, because we prophesy in part, and we all look through a glass dimly. So good, so good. Well, uh, Kurt, let's. I we have some things on uh, talking points we want to go over, and of course, obviously, our viewers want to know. We want to get an update from. By the way, we, I want to thank our viewers again. Uh, we put about a hundred thousand. I think was the total. Am I saying that right? I think it was a hundred thousand into bulletproof vests, and so. Um, we appreciate you getting that done for us. I mean, I, I, they're probably still making it. I don't know how long it takes to get those out. But anyway, we appreciate you letting us know about that so we can sow into it. And I mean, talk about blessing Israel. You know, we're trying to keep them alive with the bulletproof vests. So I appreciate that. But you've got a lot of things to say about what's going on in the world uh, over there. So I'm going to just turn it over to you and let you go through those talking points. Well, first of all, Steve, listen, um, I'll just say this from a personal. Uh, we've worked with the IDF for 20 years. Uh, wow. The first base that was actually attacked, the Gaza base down in the Negev, was our very first base. And, and uh, all of our soldiers on that base were slaughtered and killed. Okay, that was the first base that was attacked. And it's our base. I mean, these are, for Christy and I, these are like our sons and daughters. Mm. And and I say that is that most of the men were out, but the girls were manning the base because it was a technological base. The reason it was attacked was in order to shut down the electric fences and a lot of the tech that was stored there. I have to be careful um, uh, what I say on some of the things just because of security reasons. But yeah. it was all it was all it was all removed and it was done um, very quickly. So. It's something that uh, when uh, I had texted you what we were doing to yeah. your personal text, and then you responded immediately, and and you said, uh, you said, Kurt, we want to help you. I'm gonna, we'll do fifty thousand, and, and so you did. So you said fifty. I'm just like, wow, yeah, that's right, fifty thousand. I didn't tell you this. I had already committed to these vests. They're very expensive. Listen, they're, uh, I. 
Ours are the titanium ones. They're five hundred dollars, and I know some people are saying they're more, but that's that's wholesale. We don't mark it up. That's what we have. And but then we were probably very much Steve Schultz experience for me. You were probably like two minutes in it to go. Okay, no, let's do it a hundred. I did. And so I told. I told my wife I felt like I was an auctioneer. We should have stayed on, okay, 150, 152. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about this. What you did for my family and my staff. Whoa. It's like they care, they care about us, you know, because we're at a very tender spot. We've lost four commanders. Oh, our man. commander from Erico base was going down to help our commander at the Gaza base, and both were killed. And so um, we work with um, the uh, deputy director of the Jewish agency, uh, General Doran Omak. Mm. He's a beautiful man. He, work, he and I work together on special needs hospitals in Jerusalem and Beersheba. And um, we were, Christy and I were just there. We were just with him. And uh, literally part of his history, he's a war hero. He was on the raid to Entebbe when uh, there was a hostage situation and literally, Prime Minister Netanyahu's brother, uh, Yoni Netanyahu, died in uh, Doran's arms. And uh, his family, his sister and brother-in-law and their children were all in a kibbutzin in the south. All six of them were killed in, in one morning. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so the, the, the support on the narrative of truth um, that, that you're doing even right now on this program is uh, not only is God going to bless it, but we bless you for allowing us to have a platform to discuss that. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. That's an intense time, eh, Kurt? Yes. Well, we have 4,000 wounded, 1,400 killed, and 199 Israeli and so many Americans held hostage right now. And so uh, what we're doing, like in our ministry, listen, this is what we've always done. The soldiers themselves, the actual full-time soldiers, most of them, not all, most of them have the vest. And most of them also have bulletproof helmets. But you have to understand that when you bring up 300, 350, now 390,000 reservists, these reservists are like people in your neighborhood down there. These, this could be the baker or the guy at the grocery store, the CPA, the doctor. Uh, all these people, they, they have to drop everything and they go down. And what, what Kurt Landry Ministries, what we have done for years is just tell us what you need. Okay? Yeah. Just tell us like, what, what is it that you need? And so they need uh, you know these mattresses that unfold because they're sleeping on the dirt or in concrete floors. They need hygiene kits. They forgot toothbrush, toothbrushes and shampoo and, uh, you know, toothpaste, all this stuff, you know, body lotion, soap. They need bath towels. You know, whatever it is they say to us, listen, for 20 years, we just say yes. And uh, so on the bulletproof vest, actually what happened is they're, there is none in Israel and we needed them there. I mean, we ran out. So then what we started doing is we started taking regular vest. We purchased titanium plates in Israel and we started putting two plates front and back. And wow. so we made our own, we made our own bulletproof vest and they turned out actually to be as quality and sturdy 
as the ones you would get from the manufacturer. They were a little bit more expensive because of the labor, but you know, the point is we got it done. Uh, we also, we, we were able to get bulletproof helmets. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So now there's not this feeling of here you've got a reservist with a regular helmet and then you have a real soldier with, and you can imagine how that would make you feel. Yeah. And, and so anyway, we went ahead and we've been delivering those all week. Um, but there's other things that we do. We have families. We have worked for 20 years in the city of Storo, the city that literally the one that you see where they, it shows the terrorists going down and they're gunning down innocent people. Um, uh, that, that city, we built a community center there uh, 20 years ago. Uh, it's a city we've worked with for, for a long time. So uh, one of the things that we're doing is we are providing three nights in a hotel in Jerusalem so that they can leave just so they can get a decent night's sleep, just so their kids can come and play outside at the hotel and go in the pool. I know that sounds um, like, well, but you think about it. They have to be de-stressed. The post-traumatic yeah. stress in is so, so heavy. And you've got a narrative where you have the left wing uh, mental media manipulation showing all these universities and these different protests that are happening and understanding that the biggest uh, television that is watched in, in uh, Israel is, is mostly left wing leaning. So when they see people like you and I coming and we put no demand on them, we just say, you have a need, your community leader, your commander asked us to bring you these. And, and, and you, we just want you to know we're praying and we love you. So Listen, they're very, they're very, very shocked. I, I'm, uh, I'm personally friends with one of the main leaders in this war, his son. I got to meet him when I was there, when we met his father in Israel. And, um, so this is, I sent him this, this word, and uh, actually the, the word uh, Jane Hammond spoke at the other night at her conference down in Santa Rosa Beach, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim, but what Jane said was, uh, is that our prayers are like the Iron Dome. They go up in intercession, not just to intercede, but to intercept. Oh, good. And so good. I'm, I'm sending this to a non-believing uh, son of one of the highest level Jewish leaders, and I said, you need to know that our prayers are not just love or we're well-wishing, but we believe that we are part of the spiritual warfare for, and, and, and we, will not, we will not quit because we love God and we love you. And I mean, he's so like moved by that. You really? have to realize most Jewish people, Steve, they don't have interaction with people like us. You know, it's yeah, not. We, we don't think, we think, we would think people interact with, our type all the time, you know, especially in Israel, we might even think that, but not so. No, no. And, and that's why, you know, we'll get past this war and we'll do tours again. But one of the things that, that they need right now, what, what, what Israel needs right now is uh, they need to know that the Christians are not on their side just to help them, but to send a message that your life matters. Yeah. And and we we are standing with you. 
and we understand the the evil that you're up against because we have the same identity. We are the Israel of God. We haven't replaced you. We are part of the household of faith. When they hurt you, uh, they hurt us all. When one in the body suffers, all the body suffers. And and really, I, I'm what I'm seeing through all this, doing it for so many years is the them and us wall seems to be coming down and and they're realizing that that they need us that's so good by the way kurt i want to just insert this right now we have your donate link and i you know usually we'll have people donate to us and then we pass it through to people like yourself on this program we're putting it straight up here we're putting it in the chat and in the comment and in the description below the screen kurtlandry.com slash stand with israel I'm really encouraging our viewers to donate generously at this time for more of what Israel needs through Kurt Landry Ministries. And we really, I really, uh, as a special favor to me, give to this ministry today and not us. Give it to them. And uh, whatever is needed, I trust Kurt to get it to them in the in the best way possible. I mean, I really do trust him. So uh, I just want to say that too. So anyway. I just wanted to get that in there. So it will be, excuse me, it'll be in your chat and in the comments and that. And be sure and share it with your friends too. Okay, back to you, Kurt. Well, you asked me off the air to discuss something uh, that kind of sensitive and yeah. and nobody really wants to discuss. And uh, But I really feel part of the legacy is uh, let's discuss some of the more difficult things. Yeah. And 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 listen, you can do it in love and yeah. in honor. You can also do it with, and I'll phrase it this way, um, we're not going to know the full answer to it, but we do need to be able to deal with it today. And that is the intelligence failure yeah. that happened uh, you know, with this. Because I know a lot of Christians are saying they don't want to almost bring it up to me and and saying, well, you know, because these are your people, and we we have worked with them for so many years. Um, I know we're not there, but I feel like we're there. So I anyway, you asked that question. So if you have some questions about that, let let me address that. Okay. Yeah. So the, that's the main question is we're looking at it and we're hearing reports, and I, I don't even know if these are as accurate, but they'd say it took them. Some of the reports were saying it took them hours. One report said it took seven hours. We don't really know what happened. But the the single most common observation, because we have all of our people have the greatest love and respect for not just Israel, but the, the military is second to none on the earth. We know how capable they are. So they're saying, this is the line, something's off. Something feels off. Because how could they have missed it that badly? That's the one comment. I wish you could maybe address it in some way. Uh, and I okay, so let me, let me in love. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, and I do. And it's listen. I, I be honest with you. I might not discuss this on another program. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm safe with you, and uh, and and I also feel like. In many ways, you know, I've known you for all these years. I can remember one of the first words I ever had. I faxed the word to you. It was back in the fax days or whatever <laughs> that right. was. <laughs> so, so this is kind of a word for the prophets as well. Okay. Listen, we're going to have intelligent breakdowns with prophets. 
Yeah. Okay. And part, part of the reason is, is because in my opinion, the prophets are too separated and segregated and they don't communicate well, the different streams. Of course, your, your whole ministry is about bringing us together and, and to, to address that issue. But you have many different streams of prophets and some are saying this and some are saying that. And so what happens is sometimes there's too much information. Hmm. So let's address, let's address the first one. Egypt, Egypt made a, an accusation against Israel that they, they warned Israel before that this was coming. Okay. First of all, there is absolutely no email. Uh, uh, there's no uh, paper trail that hmm. they, so, so, so we don't know if this is true or not. So, you, yeah. so if you, in this world, if it's not true, let's move it to the side. Okay. okay. So now, so like what happened? So this was a very calculated uh, attack. The first thing that happened is they took drones and the drones went up from Gaza and along the border, there are uh, uh, towers that actually monitor all the wall and all the border. And those were the first targets. The first targets were the towers that communicate the security fence information, and they were taken out with drones all at once. It went from there to that northern gate, and they overwhelmed the, Nover the northern gate. They, what I'm telling you is what we know for facts. These aren't really? like, okay, this is what happened. And so then the next thing that happened, at the same time, they overwhelmed the gate. They kill all the soldiers at the gate. They come through in ISIS-type trucks with weapons, Meanwhile, while all this is happening, you've got a thousand rockets barrage in the air, which is sadly familiar to the region. So they're focused on the Iron Dome and the rockets. And <clears throat> then immediately the gates are taken out. So there's no warning. And then the first line of defense is the Gaza command, which is the one that we support. And they go in and literally kill all the soldiers instantly. Because yeah. this is a very short distance. So all that happened quickly. So the uh, 10 or 12 kibbutzins, uh, Ofekim, uh, Storot, all this area in the south, which are these are areas that we work, we plant olive trees, we've worked there. Christy and I, uh, when uh, when they had the removal on Tishbiab in Gaza, we were actually on the border. And uh, I was there with cameras uh, interviewing the Israelis that were being evacuated from uh the uh, Gush Katif and the Gaza Strip back in the day. So I'm just saying this to your, to our friends online. Yeah. This is a we're very familiar with this place. So what? But what happened is when they came in, they came in with so many thousands of soldiers, and everything was taken down. And it wasn't seven hours; it was three and a half hours from the time they they actually made it because there was no no alarm that went off because this was so well crafted that they removed. That, that technical alarm system. So what happened is it had to be done basically with cell phones. Hey, this is happening. We're oh, in wow. trouble now. And so that that's kind of the, the uh, well, not kind of, those are the facts of what's happened that you're not hearing on, on the news. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So the bigger thing, Steve, I think what we should do, though, is uh, what do we learn from this? Because <clears throat> I can tell you there will be an investigation of how to avoid that from happening again. But at the same time, uh, 
and I'm not saying there wasn't a failure and 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 they would they would agree that there's been a failure. But the failure is really on a human level. Mm. The human cell was was lacking in this. So I think number one, they were leaning a little bit too much on technological security and less on the human basic communications of oh. having, you know, spies in the land. Okay. So I, I would say this, like, let's, let's now look at us, the body of Christ. Okay. Let's look at us even deeper. Let's look at us as the fivefold ministry. Let's look at us apostolically as commanders and prophets to the war that we're in. Are yeah. we leaning too far on the technology to fight this war mm. where we're maybe not dealing with, let's say, face-to-face intel uh, that where the narrative is being spoken. Because what Hamas did, uh, what Hamas did was it it actually um, uh, what what their whole their plan was is everyone said, well, how did they get communicating from Iran? And it was Iran. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not I'm not a politician. Uh, so I'm a man of God. Yeah, this is an Iranian funded, you know, and if you listen to any of the Arabic speaking, Persian speaking, uh, Farsi, it's it's all they, they openly say, but no one wants to do that because politically that's incorrect. But mm. this is our Iranian funded. And so when you have the United States of America funding both sides of the fight, you know, James said it this way, and a double-minded man should not expect to receive anything from God. So what happens is when you fund both sides, you're, you're funding both sides. You're, you're going to have a war, and that's what's happened here. But, but we need to understand that, that Hamas, what they, what they were doing is this thing had been planned for two years. So this is, but the intel of it was carried by couriers with people who were brought into the nation uh, secretly and through tunnels and through the waterways and things like that. And all of this was done face-to-face intel and so that it could not be tracked by technologies. I see. So, yeah, I see. So there, like you said, tunnels, waterways. And so over a long period of time, you said two years worth, they just slowly built this up, kept their mouths shut. I mean, I think Trump was quoted and some people gave him grief over it. Not that that bothers him. (laughs) He can stand on his own two feet, but he said, Hamas is smart. Well, he wasn't trying to compliment them. He was trying to point out the obvious. They aren't stupid. They weren't stupid people. You know, they knew knew this was going to, they were going to have to fight dirty and quick and be quiet before it. Uh, you know, I think, you know, it was one lesson to me as, you know, because if, if I'm in error, I'm, 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 I remember Kurt, I'm not Kurt, um, Avner Bosky, 20 years ago, when he did our uh, first Elijah list tour, he kind of nicely rebuked the people on the bus as he was training them because he was our guide. And then he spoke and he said, Christians have a, a, that are pro-Israel sometimes get caught in a cycle of worshiping Jews because they want to bless Israel instead of instead of the alternative, which is they're human beings, we're human beings, they have to receive Christ. We, you know, and he basically, in the same way, we kind of almost, 
we so honor Israel and her ability uh, in the military and all the amazing, um, amazing victories they have gotten over the years that we put them on a pedestal to the point where Israel can Israel's army can do no wrong where they're still just people, you know. And so I, to put to add the prophetic part of it. Our job needs to be, especially at times like this, is praying for the more of the miraculous intervention to help the actual human beings, Israeli soldiers, who without God's help, they're just like you and me, right? So I I think there's that, where we, we kind of almost are excited for a battle because we know Israel is going to clean up and get more land each time. That's the, that's the thinking processes. We're thinking, well, Israel will end up with more land, and I hope they do during this skirmish or during this war. Uh, but we got to remember this thing is, we're just as responsible as intercessors. So I don't know, I could talk about that for a while, but. Well, yeah, the I, I know what Avner is saying. And, uh, uh, you know, it can actually even go into a, an actually a psychological disease called Jerusalem syndrome, where people go to the Holy Land and actually you know, psychologically think that they become a biblical character. And, oh, uh, really? Oh, wow. It's a very legitimate thing. And uh, and I know Christians that were leaders and that actually got so enthralled with Israel, the Jewish people and the whole thing, that they went off the deep end and denounced their faith and became ortho, orthopraxy, orthodox Jews. But but here here's, here's the balance. The soldiers... Uh, will secure Israel. So uh, I've been blessed to speak at many different bases to the people. And when I speak to them, I explain to them that they are like no other army on earth because they are protecting the integrity of the prophets. They are protecting God's prophetic word and the land. And God is using you as watchmen on the wall, uh, as it says in the, in the Bible. But our job and our ministry has been for 30 years that we will secure the soldiers. We secure the soldiers because the soldiers secure the land and God's word. So it's a it's a one new man relationship. Mm. The reason we plant olive trees, it's Amos 9-11. And, and it says, uh, it talks about these foreigners and strangers that do this thing. So the Israelis in Amos 9-11 through 15 Basically, the Jews provide the land and the work and the Gentiles provide. So in this case, the nursery stock and the irrigation system. And we come together and we secure the land. That's good. And actually, as a prophetic, a prophetic act where it says that they shall not be removed from their land. So we've been teaching people that for, I don't know, 15 years. That as you plant a tree, you're making a, a statement uh, to say uh, they will not be removed, you know, from their land. But uh, I, I do, I, I want to address this side of it, if it's okay, Steve, about the, uh, the about the condition of, uh, of how, how distraction, distraction is always the path to destruction. Mm. And can we talk about that or is that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So a few months ago, Christy and I were in Israel and we met with, um, very high level leaders. And they asked me two questions. They said, well, you haven't been here in three years because of the pandemic. Understanding we normally go, this was my 44th trip to wow. Israel. Christy's 37. 
forty seconds. So so they so uh, we're meeting with them and uh, uh, and they all ask the same question and and I said. Oh, you want the good news or the bad news? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And they said, give us the good news first. I said, the good news is, is I'm amazed how the um, tourism has, has sprung back. Because while we were there, the traffic was just amazing. Buses everywhere. Yeah. Tourism, hotel. They, you know, staffed hotels and I was amazed. And so then I paused and they said to me, uh, they said, uh, well, uh, what about, they said, what, what about the bad news? And I said, uh, and I need to ask you permission. I said, can I speak to you as a Jew? And they said, of course, of course, tell us. I said, I really feel like the God, like the Lord gave me a word for you. Can I say it? Oh, yes, yes. And these are unsaved leaders, and you would know the names if I said. And I said to them, I said, what the Lord put on my heart since I've been here is that the enemy within is stronger than the enemy without. And that we as Jews, we cannot afford to have the disunity because it creates a weakness and it opens the door for the enemy to take advantage of us. And all of them received it. In fact, one went on television the next day and actually quoted it verbatim. Uh, it, it, so, so they were listening. So I, w- I will say this. You're, let's imagine you're one of the leaders in, in Israel, okay? And uh, you have a government that you have to be able to have come in agreement with. Yeah. It's a parliamentary system. And you have a judicial branch as well. But when you have a government that, if you can imagine this, if you can, every time the government, the Congress and the Senate, everyone passes bills, then if the Supreme Court could like move in and then take over and say, we're not doing what you just voted on. And when it comes to military type protections and choices, that's what was happening in Israel. So you have Prime Minister Netanyahu who, who won the election to half of the population saying, I'm going to have judicial reform. And meanwhile, those who lean more center left and, 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 and Bibi would be more center right. You have them saying, basically, this is a familiar story if you know your Bible. We want Saul. We don't want David. And we want to be like every other nation. Don't be putting all these types of uh, values and moral uh, restraints on us. We want to be like everybody else. We want to be like all the other nations of the earth. So what happens is before this war, you have a nation that is really 50-50, 50 that, that want Netanyahu out, don't want judicial reform because the judicial reform is left-leaning and basically passes laws that allow them to have left-leaning cultural value systems. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I know children watch and I'm just saying, it's like, okay, endorse all this behavior that is not biblical. Right. Then you have on the right who say, no, this is a Jewish nation. We must be able to follow Torah. Now, I understand there's extreme religious right and left, and, and there's always going to be the extremes. But the key to the balance is, again, going back to the original thing we talked about, 
you can only be who God calls you to be if you're going to live successfully and at peace. And Israel is the apple of God's eye. And Israel must be a God, a, a nation of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The land they're in, they didn't take that land. Yes, they fought for it. I know all the history very well and have been through other wars. But they need to know that ultimately it's a covenant promise from, a, from the, their father, Abraham, that God gave them that land. They will not lose that land. God is not a man that he should lie. As long as the sun and the moon and the stars, God will not break his covenant with them. And I believe that. But at the same time, if we are going to walk in the blessings of God covenant, we have to walk after God and in God's ways. Yeah. And so when you have all the division between the left and the right, that takes time, that task, activity, and focus. So in the midst of when this happened is you've got all these uprisings at the Temple Mount in Judea and Samaria. You have all this. You have threats coming from Lebanon in the north. You have the Iranians talking about what they're doing. And, and then meanwhile, you also have government relationships like with the United States with an administration that is not so pro not, I'm not saying the administration's not pro-Israel, but the policies that it takes to maintain Israel, they're not for those policies. They, they don't understand. What Trump did with Iran, the Abraham Accords, and almost, not Trump, but they were just on the verge of having a peace treaty with Saudi Arabia, and then this happened. You can't tell me that it's an accident because of that. Yeah, oh. exactly right. You're exactly right on that. So it was a, he had done what I uh, what seemed impossible to me, or at least had been part of it. Uh, and I I kind of thought that the peace treaty hadn't even <laughs> been done. I'm not really a student of all the things of the Abraham Accord, but except that's what I guess Trump Trump got done. It got that embassy moved over there, got them to talk, you know, talk peace, and then just before. It just blows apart. It's like I hope he, I hope he can get it back. That's my prayer is that he gets it back. But I hear what you're saying about all of the disunity. My mind's kind of going and looking at ourselves and everything, you know. And among the prophets, my my feedback on that too is there's there are sort of streams, right? There are tribes. Um, I've been fairly. Um, What's the word? Content that even though there's there there are prophets who are a little more in this way, and some that are a little more this way. Everybody's mostly left to do their. Uh, it, in my view, most of them are blessed to do the part that they're called. Now, maybe I'm surfacely on that, but um, I just feel like there's these different streams, and where I wish we were all exactly together. On the other hand, everyone's doing their part. And they're not, by and large, not bad mouthing the other people. But I probably have rose-colored glasses because I tend to, to, you know, bridge as much as I can possibly bridge among all that. So I don't know. Well, I, that's what I'm kind of reading between the lines. Is you're saying, in the prophetic, we we have the same disunity. Is that that's what I'm hearing you say? Okay, I'm I'm not targeting the fivefold ministry prophets' prophetic gifts. I would say in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ. In the, in the body of Christ. Yes, we have absolutely, we have the same disunity. 
I mean, if you think about it, go back to the election with with Trump. Yeah. Uh, we had the same disunity and elections have consequences and we're paying them now. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. so I guess what what I'm saying is we have to uh, I'll say this as bold as I can. This this would be kind of rabbi ish. OK. Let's get past the feelings and you're my friend, you're this and you come from. Well, if you like him and then uh, I like him, if you don't listen, how come we need to get down to policies and principles? Hmm. So if you get down to policies and principles, then what happens is we're on God's side yeah. and you have to be on God's side first before you can be on any man's side. You know, so. Like, there's no accident to me personally that you have a president, Donald Trump, that fulfills his promise and actually identity removes the, the embassy from Tel Aviv mm-hmm. and all that Tel Aviv stands for to Jerusalem and to all of it, what it stands for. So he makes this powerful move. But isn't it interesting that the United States first blesses the Jews and a president moves the embassy to Jerusalem, and I will bless those that bless you. We are commanded to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that that they may prosper who love you. So Mm -hmm. now that prosperity came. And then isn't it interesting that Roe v. Wade gets overturned? And it but we put all this energy on Roe v. Wade, and I've been a part of it, you've been a part of it all these years. We couldn't break through, but isn't it amazing? Think about it. That after we align the nation policy and principle with Jerusalem, that we get that victory. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, there's you just cannot separate Israel from this picture, can you? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, and I think I would be more down on the fact of what we've lost since Trump did all those things, except. And that's just me. Think, I'm totally a pro-Trump guy. I believe he's the Cyrus of our day. I absolutely believe that. Uh, but I, I believe that the that some of the rewards of bringing the embassy back to Jerusalem are yet to be obtained. We had to have this season of time that we could see how bad it was. We could see how deep the deep state was. How evil the some on the left are. And I'm talking about the actual what the ones that the Bible refers to as the wicked. I'm talking about wicked wickedness in the earth and human trafficking and all that. But I believe that what what Trump did and for Israel and and some of his uh, positions on righteousness are yet to be rewarded. I just think we had to take a pause. I think even Trump calls calls it a pause. Um, but if we can get, uh, what are your thoughts? Let's let's change the conversation a little bit here about. The war now, how do you sense that this thing is, are, you know, they've got they've got 300, 350,000 that have been called up. And then today there was a headline that says Israel seems to be holding up on the ground war and nobody really knows why. What are your thoughts about the war and how long this thing is going to be protracted and all that? Um, not prophetically. Okay. Practically, uh, this war is going to be—it's uh, going to last for a long time. Okay. Uh, the reason for the delays is because of the two-year preparation I talked about. There's all so- sorts of uh, 
uh, explosive, unexpected booby traps in northern Gaza. And no one stopped. Oh, okay. Okay. And there's 199 hostages. And President Biden arrives in Israel, uh, I think, later tonight or tomorrow. And uh, so all those things are why they haven't gone in uh, to to Gaza, but they will go in. So they can't they're going to try to minimize the death of the soldiers. And you also have SEAL Team 6 on the ground because of the American hostages. So you have Americans and Special Forces Israelis, and they can't afford to lose these guys. Yeah. So what they have to do, they have to do the intel to be able to find out strategically. Um, I, I, I just want to say this. They are gathering the people that know where these uh, ambush things are. Um, they're gathering them for conversations. Because they're gonna, they're not gonna go blindly into a trap, and yeah. you need to understand that since Afghanistan, since Afghanistan, all this started. After the Afghanistan, after the weakness shown there, that's when all this planning and things started, and a lot of the resources from there, obviously, uh, have been transported. So, so you can't go into uh, hypotheticals of what you think might be on the ground. You have to really find out, and that takes yeah. some time. Um, because yes, we had a intel, uh, and I, I put myself in there. Yes, we didn't see this coming, but it won't happen again. I promise you. Yeah. And now uh, this is just a. Um, let me ask you this, because we said for a long time that makes me want to ask this. If you have a sense, like we have been planning on doing an Israel trip a year from now, year from last year from September. Do you feel like everything in the Middle East, everything in Israel is going to come to a standstill for the indefinite future? You might as well cancel trips to Israel. Or uh, I'm just, I, I should ask this offline, but there's other people listening would love to know your, your input. We haven't bailed on our plans yet, and I hope we don't, but I wondered if, uh, oh, and yeah, Michael's saying that one of them, one of them adventure tour was for six months from now. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I I wouldn't bail. I would I would continue on with the plan. I as I said, I wasn't prophesying it's going to take a long time, but I do believe that what uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and and the coalition is saying is that they are going to remove Hamas, and um, uh, it's. I think that's going to take some time, but even then I wouldn't cancel your tours. Okay. Uh, I plan on going to Israel, not with a tour, but I plan on going back as soon as I'm able to, to move around. Uh, we'll know better because once, once they move in on the ground forces into Gaza, then the, the telltale will be, does Hezbollah in the North start trying to, you know, penetrate and is Syria going to to participate? Yeah. If, um, if if those things happen, then and we're praying in the name of Jesus. In fact, I have a prayer guide. It's yeah, a, talk about go, that. yeah if you go to kurtlandry.com forward slash prayer guide, 
Um, you know, we let, we did a, uh, we, last Friday night, we, we, we led with that prayer guide. Those are the scriptures, literally from the cleansing of your hands and yourself, going into the courts of heaven and making decrees and proclamating, uh, you know, blowing shofars and, and using the tools that the Lord gives us to pray for Israel. Uh, I'm, I'm personally, I will prophesy this to you. I, I think that divine intervention is coming to the United States. As we speak right now, you know, in our government, they're voting for the uh, House Speaker. Yeah. Um, and, and somebody who I've actually laid hands and prayed for and believe that God's going to use as a leader, Jim Jordan. Oh, yeah, I'm believing in Yeshua's name. Yeah. That he's, he's for real. We, we need him. We need him in. Yeah. We need divine intervention in Yeshua's name for uh, Donald Trump and yeah. his family with all this ridiculous perversion of judicial, uh, really Marxism that's coming against him. We, we need to, we need to take a stand. And, and I know we're running out of time on the, on the program, but I want to say this. And, you know, yeah, when, go ahead, when go people, ahead. Have, okay, people have asked me and they say, well, what's the biggest thing on your heart? My biggest thing on my heart is this, and, and, it, and it may be because uh, I'm 68 years old and been doing this a long time. I, I don't know. But this is my, uh, my concern. When Israel is a victim, then even the left will give us kind of a pass and, and to a certain extent. But once we become the aggressors and, and, and we actually start doing what is right, then, then what happens is then this confusion started. So if I can besiege my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, do not take the bait of being negative against what Israel has to do in order to protect its people. Yeah. You know, yeah, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Listen, I wasn't planning on quoting this, but I'll, I'll just yeah, say go, this. So please, go for it. But, you know, it tells us in the New Testament, right? It says, you know, that it shall be as in the days of Noah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so we're in those days right now. But it also talks about in the days of Noah, if you go into the Hebrew, I wasn't planning on saying this, but I'll just say, but if you go into the Hebrew and it talks about the days of Noah, and it says the reason the flood came was because of violence, violence. And in Hebrew, that word violence in that scripture, forgive me, you'd have to look it up, but I'm, I'm, that word violence is Hamas. Oh, really? Oh, man. And so their name means violence. And they are, they are extremely evil. But I will end on this good note. Uh, anytime there's divine intervention of spiritual birthing, there's always... The enemy's always killing Jewish babies. When it was time to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, Moses, and then they killed the babies. And then when the world was being delivered in Bethlehem with Herod, they started to kill the babies. And it's, uh, I think that's the most horrific thing to see terrorists, murderers, savagely literally shoot babies and, and behead babies. Wake up and look up for your redemption draw at nine. 
on the positive side, this is so horrible, but it should wake up every Christian to know that God is birthing a new kingdom. There was a new kingdom birthed in Egypt with Moses. He birthed the nation of Israel. He restored it from what it once was and delivered it. Let my people go that they might worship me. And in a manger, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, was birthed. The sun, moon, and the stars declared it. And the evil king said, I will not give up my throne. I will not give up my power and my position. I want to control the whole world. And in order to do that, if there is a deliverer that's coming and it's in this seed, then I'm going to remove that seed. I, mm. I am. Why, why do you think that the enemy hurts children? And the reason he hurts children is because he knows that it hurts God. I mean, it's it's more than the apple of his eye. It's the apple within the apple. And he knows mm. I want to hurt him. I want to show him he doesn't have power over me. But I can tell you this, our God is not a God that he should lie. And our God is a God of righteousness. Our God hears our prayer. If we as the body of Christ will humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways and come into all the unity, we don't have to be the same, but we need to unify on the principles that we love God with all our heart and we love our neighbor as ourselves. And that the blood of Jesus removes the middle wall of separation, creating one new man from the two, thus making peace. That, Father God, that it's your intent to make the manifold wisdom of God be made manifest through the church that is reconciled, standing with Israel. And you sent us the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, Shavuot with fire, that that fire might come and do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ask or think. So Father God, as that fire comes, you send us into the seven mountains of influence with an apostolic prophetic purpose of destiny for the end time preparation of souls, preparing us for the return of Messiah. And Father God, we say enough is enough. We spiritually in the courts condemn this act of war on Hamas as evil. We come out of agreement. We don't beat around the bush. We decree it as evil. And we, Lord, Father God, we decree that John 10, 10, that Jesus came to bring life and life more abundantly. And Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus to be able to come out of agreement with death. And we speak to Israel right now, you shall be saved. We do intercession, as the prophet said, our intercession intercepts the fiery darts that are coming out of our universities and out of the left-wing media. We cancel the negative narrative with positive words that are spirit and in life. Lord, I speak financial transfer of wealth to all those who will boldly stand up in their mountains of influence to be able to speak and and literally moder, uh, model righteousness for we shall overcome him, Ooh. Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Let our words overcome all Ooh. cancel culture. And we thank you, Lord, that we will not be held back, but we will be exalted in the due season. And in this month of Shevlib, Lord, we go out boldly, boldly Ooh. into the throne of grace and let the power of God redeem us now 
in Yeshua's name and redeem Israel and comfort those who mourn in Zion in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Kurt, thank you. My goodness, very, very powerful. I appreciate that so much. I know we all do. Uh, you know, we'll have to, we won't, uh, we won't wait so long to get you back on here. Uh, we just really appreciate that. Thanks for the, uh, there's so much more that we have an understanding now than, than what we had before you came on the show, Kurt. And, and what a, what a set of decrees just now that you just did. And I appreciate that so much. Uh, quick reminder to people, KurtLandry.com, give to them today, give what you would have given to us. Give to them and press down, shaking together and running over. Uh, he's got lots of uh, orders of what they need over there. So please be generous in your giving. You know that God will reward you abundantly. Uh, we appreciate that very much. So, Kurt, thank you so much. Uh, give our love to your thank family. You. And uh, uh, we love you very much. We love the Jewish people. I would say this. Thank you for your service. As if you're in the military, you are. You're in the army of God. And so I just say thank you for your service and sacrifice. So. Well, thank you. And thank you, Elijah List. And thank you for the $100,000 donation. Uh, uh, it's incredible. It will be used, all of it, for the purposes that that you asked us to be used. And, and uh, we just speak blessings, Father God, yes, over Lord. all those who have sowed seed into Elijah List, Elijah Stream, and all that you do. H how much are those wells that you drill? We what did it's ten thousand dollars, and the ministry over there gets a little bit of that, but it's most of it. It's ten thousand dollars to drill them. They bring the truck out there, and I don't know how long it takes them because I haven't been there for. We're going in February <coughs> to see it in firsthand, but we you know we get pictures of the big trucks they drive out. So they're about uh, ten thousand dollars each well. Oh, okay. Well, Kurt Landry Ministries is going to drill two of those wells for you. Oh so wow! I'm gonna wow. I'm going to have our ministry send you $20,000 wow. and to bless them. One of the things we've learned is that, yes, we bless Israel, but we also bless in the name of Israel. So if you could just let those tribes know that that the Jewish believers love, love them and bless them in the name of Yeshua, that we we do it with you as one new man. And uh uh, blessing in the name of Israel. Really, really good. Thank you so much, Kurt. God bless you. A uh, quick reminder, Tim Sheets will be with us in the morning, 11 o'clock Pacific. Don't miss that. Everybody have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning at 11. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.